Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name's Dan. Two-thirds of the way, two-thirds of the way through to Sleep in a Sea of Stars. That is up to part four, chapter three, and we're, we're, we're into it, um, but we've got to get, we've got to get warmed up a little bit. Yeah, Luke, I want to, I want to talk about something that shows up in a lot of sci-fi, but I don't think gets enough, enough discussion. And that is like, in this book, they're called cryo, I think they're called cryotubes. But they mm-hmm. show up in a lot of science fiction. They allow you to just like hibernate for an extended period of time. My question is, do we want these? Wait, oh, wait, okay, hang on. I Are you asking if like I want one right now? I'm saying like now. Like if we could make these right now, do are you ordering one off of Amazon? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Luke says yes. I think, okay, I think in our particular instance right now, a lot of people would be very inclined to say yes, right? It would be... Yeah, that's that's specifically what I'm thinking of. It would be kind of dope to to just hibernate away this, like, shitty situation that we're all in. Uh, my My qualm with it, Luke, is that you don't know what all the people who aren't hibernating are going to be up to. Mm. So like you're saying, you're saying you could wake up to a world where like uh serial no is out loud or something. Right. Right. Like, like <laughs> that's my best example. It's very good. Uh, Cause it's, it's clearly a dystopia, but the, yeah, the problem is like, you're not a participant anymore if you're in one of these, right? So mm-hmm. so everybody who hasn't gone in one of the cryotubes, they basically have the run of the ship while you're in deep sleep. And so I can imagine, I can imagine a circumstance where uh, maybe somebody invents these cryotubes knowing that there's a, there's a, a big reason for a bunch of people to use them and then takes advantage of all the people sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think, I think that that's, I think that that's true. I think I could see uh, that being, that being the new, the Jeff Bezos's plot. That's his, that's his angle for this whole (laughs) crisis that we're in. My other problem with them, Luke, is that, I think it would take ghosting to another level. Ooh. Because right now, right now somebody can ghost you by just like not responding to your messages or or just like blocking you on Facebook or whatever if they don't want to talk to you. But if they have a cryotube, then mm-hmm. they could just like, oh yeah, sorry I didn't respond to your message six months ago. I was in hibernation. <laughs> oh there's there's a lot of questions i have about this actually mm-hmm. because like what kind of what kind of what kind of side effects are there mm-hmm. what's my what's my minimum amount of time that it's that i can use it for um Ooh. all of these things okay like, okay okay 
Let's say side effects are similar to what we're seeing in To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. So you feel a little nauseous afterwards, but it pretty okay. much clears up after after that day. Like next day, you're pretty much good to go. Okay. And I, I imagine like a week would be the shortest amount of time you'd want to go. Because it seems like a process to go all hibernation. <laughs> that's that's true. But But what if you get like... This is probably because it's on my mind. What if you get like the flu and uh-huh. you're like, I just don't want to deal with it. Do you get better <laughs> in the cryo tube, I guess? Okay. I think it's more interesting to talk about it where it like slows down all your body processes. Okay. Because yeah. then there's a benefit of like, let's say I'm just like so done with 2020 and I want to see what kind of what kind of cool shit happens in 2025. Then I just set my dial. I just crank the dial five years. <laughs> and I'm not losing five years of my life as we try and figure out whether or not we should wear masks to stop a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't <laughs> lose that, those years of my life anymore sitting at home talking to my cat all day. Like, those right. years I get to keep. And those years are used writing hoverboards in 2025. <laughs> High hopes for 2025. <laughs> I think we're almost there. I think that you, I think you get one just because like, I don't know if I'm going to like, if it's super expensive, I'm not going to like take out a loan to get one. But if it's like a hundred bucks, I might ask for it for Christmas. Like maybe I'll use it. Luke, you know, it's just going to sit in your study next to your elliptical gathering dust. Okay. But sure, sure. This this life-changing hibernation technology will will cost as little as a gift for a holiday. You're right. That's definitely what's going to mm-hmm. happen when this comes out. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I don't think I'm getting it. I don't think I'm going to get it. But uh all of us all of us awakened when when the sleepers go down, that's when we're going to party, Luke. <laughs> That's smart. We're excited for us to go. Um, okay, uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, a world where we do have those. Okay, all I, right. I want to before we get started. Uh, I want to remind everyone that you can uh, get on our subreddit and send us some comments on things that we may have brought up or things that you wish we had brought up. Uh, I want to bring up a comment from Tord and EQ on our subreddit, uh, which was talking about our last our last episode when we when we were musing about getting new limbs. And Torden brings up that no, you definitely don't go flesh limbs <laughs> because like I and I completely agree with this because like. I'm just I'm just so over these little minor injuries that I get now. <laughs> like I I can't I can't exercise every now and then because like I threw out my back or like I'll tell you what the one that I have recently that I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I got like it? a bruise on the bottom of my foot. Mm. No clue for what. Mm-hmm. And it's been there for like a week and I like can't <laughs> exercise because of it. <laughs> it's so annoying. Luke, that's pretty bad. Since we're complaining about our little bodily bodily issues, I got to tell you about one I got. Ooh, this one's a rough one. 
I got something <laughs> called Chill Blains recently. Okay. It sounds like a it fake sounds thing. Cool. It's called they're called Chill Blains. Uh it's it's because I've been walking around my house barefoot for too long and it's starting to get cold and so my feet, my toes just swelled up and they itch and hurt really bad now. <laughs> Because I haven't been wearing shoes around my house. That's the lamest injury I've ever heard. It sucks. It's really bad. <laughs> that does sound. That does sound bad. Anyway, point is, let's get some. Uh, let's get some mechanical, some mechanical replacements here. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think Luke and I. I mean, I I would consider being a ship mind. Honestly, that just sounds like <laughs> kind of nice. It does. I'll give you that. Then you've got nothing to worry about, aside from your coolant leaking in an embarrassing time. That's true. That's that's not what you want. Um, okay. I want to also bring up something that I talked about last episode. Okay. And it's somewhat irrelevant now, because we have learned more about the soft blade. Mm-hmm. And we're not like necessarily trying to do too much analysis on it. But I'm coming back to it analyzing the dust okay? oh my god i think it's so key here's the thing dan okay <laughs> what we learned in this section is the soft blade can eat anything it eats like a mattress at one point it's consuming it's consuming whatever is around it but it can't consume this dust what's the dust <laughs> what is it it's gotta be key <laughs> It's the only thing that the soft blade can't eat. Luke, <laughs> I am losing my mind right now <laughs> that you, after everything that we have learned about the soft blade in this section of the book, the thing that you want to come back to is the fucking dust that it shoots off. I th- no one's observing no, Luke, it's you important. have got to be literally the only person. Who has heard about this dust and been like, ooh, I got to hear more about this soup poop. <laughs> Why can't it eat it? That's the only thing that we've seen. No! It can <laughs> eat metals. It can eat polymers. It can eat organics. Figure it out, you guys. We've, we've got a new element over here. You know what? <laughs> Luke, <laughs> you're assuming... <laughs> No, no, just no, Luke. This is absurd. Okay, Luke, the dust, it probably can eat some of the dust if it needs some of the things that are in the dust. But it's like, it's like, it's, oh my God. Luke, (laughs) okay, I imagine it's like drinking your own pee, okay? You can do it, it's possible, but like, it's not really you're not really gonna get much out of it anymore. You're, you're saying you're saying that the that the soft blade doesn't like the taste of the dust. No, because it's spending the effort to put it into dust form. Okay. <laughs> what? Kyra has already consumed this. Luke, I am losing my freaking mind about <laughs> you and this dust. We. Of all of the things that we talked about last episode about this suit, and you want to go back to the dust. We, okay, 
Dude, we like basically learned I was right in my theory from last episode. And you want to talk about the fucking dust that the suit puts out. We can, okay, we can move on from the dust for now. For now. Guys, if anybody else is with me, but like, please, please, guys, if you are as concerned as I am about why Luke is so obsessed with this dust, tweet at us or send us a message. Or if you agree with Luke, tell me I'm being crazy for not caring about this stupid dust. Yeah, back me up here. God, this is insane. This is... (laughs) It can't eat anything, Luke. Well, okay, what can't it eat, Dan? The dust. The dust? <laughs> I know, exactly. It's wild. What is the dust? Who cares? Okay, 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 we got to move on. Either that or the dust is like a cognito hazard that, like, you're the only one who sees through this this thing. Everybody else in the galaxy, including me, just, like, doesn't care about the dust when, in fact, it is the key to everything. But that's part of that's part of the properties of the dust. Even in its description as dust, you're like, uh, I shouldn't care about it. They just call it dust. <laughs> but Luke, I'll say this before we before we leave the dust. Gregorovich knows about the dust and probably has analyzed the dust and doesn't care about the dust. Oh, Gregor Gregorovich is wafting it into his like X ray diffraction machine that he has. No. Why not? Gorovich has observed that she makes dust and it clogs up his filters. Uh-huh. But he's going through the same thing that you are, where he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's dust. It's annoying. Get out of here. That's no, key. It's kryptonite. I don't think so. I think this is crazy. But but I think we should come back to my theory from last episode, which, mm-hmm. Luke, I'm going to say a lot of parts were proven right here from my theory from last episode. Okay. Remind us of the theory. My theory was, we shouldn't trust the suit, it could be contagious and taking over all of the parts of the galaxy, and the jellies are coming to try and destroy it before it gets out and spreads. And, I, okay, I did also say the nightmares were coming to do the same thing, so so there's the little, the little difference from my theory and reality, is that the nightmares are the thing that we should all be trying to eradicate, but... The nightmares were made by the suit. <laughs> that's that's true. The uh, the suit is. I don't know if like okay, we're not gonna say contagious, I guess, but it is causing very significant problems. <laughs> it's it's essentially like so. There's a a common or a, there's a big concern with artificial intelligence that one day we'll make something called the gray goo, which is basically what the soft blade that broke off is. And I think they refer to it in this section of the book, but essentially just this thing that wants to replicate and take over the galaxy by turning everything into gray goo. And that's what, that's what it's doing, Luke. And yet I, I'm very pleased that my suspicions were justified but I'm very disappointed that nobody seems to be taking them seriously, even with this new evidence. No one seems to be taking who seriously? No one seems to be taking my concerns about the soft blade seriously. Because Kira tells everybody 
okay, she doesn't tell everybody, but she tells people about what the nightmares are and that it comes from her deal. It comes from the soft blade. And yet they're still like, okay, but that's a different, that's a different alien life form that made the nightmares. That's not your soft blade. So I think we're good. <laughs> oh, I actually hadn't thought about this that much. This should make everyone so much more suspicious. And the fact that Kira is not telling people this, I think it proves that she's being brainwashed by the soft blade. Here's, here's my question. Yes. How how unlikely of a circumstance was it that created the nightmares? Because <laughs> it didn't seem that strange. Like, it just seems like a part of Kyra's suit mm-hmm. got chopped off. And then, like, since there were people around, it just, like, grabbed them and became a weird. Yes. With, with, is there, like, something else that was like very unlikely and just happened to make this happen because otherwise like what are we doing here get this thing out this is this is exactly my point is based on what we know so far all that happened was the symbiote got separated from the main host and then combined with something else two other life forms and now is like the biggest threat to all life in the galaxy and that's it. That's all that happened. Like, there's no special gamma radiation from a dying star hit it in just the right way and caused this to... No, this is like, it got shot out into space and latched onto something, and now it's going It's going to destroy the galaxy, it looks like. Man, that seems like... It seems like this should have been happening all the time. And it did happen once. I think it's happened... I, I think it's happened more than that one time, too, because... I think the heptocracy is what it's called. The the mm-hmm. like council for the vanished. When we see flashbacks from the soft blade, one of the flashbacks has uh, I can't remember the, the but the like high counselor from the heptocracy using the staff of blue to like cleanse one of these mm-hmm. uh, like cancerous activities of the soft blade and so it sounds like it does happen pretty often and the vanished just like kind of take care of it the the vanished were like whatever the staff is going to be around forever we'll just use it we've got a solution it's fine these soft blade things are super cool so we're not getting rid of them i smart i think it's smart (laughs) I think it's terrible. <laughs> the other thing that's key here, and and I think another reason why people should not trust anything Kira says, is because one of the servants of the heptocracy wakes up, and they're, like, very scary. Like, just one of them starts to conquer planet E, and, like, mind-controlling anything that comes near it and creating its own army. Plus, it's got great juke moves. Yes. Plus, it can dodge very well. But back to the mind control thing. So you're aware that the soft blade kind of comes from this society where this guy can mind control people to do whatever they want. 
and you still are like trusting the person that's completely encased within this alien life form like put aside put aside whether or not she's telling the truth and let's just think like should we trust someone who we don't know is being brain controlled or not Mm -hmm. we don't know how any of this works that's that's true i get like love and friendship and all that is great but also there's a reason we've got protocols for this stuff guys so you're you're on the side of the umc at the end when they just like lock her up and take her to be experimented on oh i think maybe yeah (laughs) i know i don't that doesn't look good here it's not a good look, but I do think that there's a point. I think that, uh, uh, okay, hold on, hold on. I will say I'm on the side of them locking her up. I don't, I'm not on the side of them going to kill the aliens that could be their only hope. For oh, stopping oh, right. This. Obviously not. So obviously I think there, they're clearly being dumb, big, dumb idiots. Unless, <laughs> unless they, there's some other information we don't have. Maybe the humans are allies with the nightmares or maybe the humans have some other, secret weapon that we don't know about right like maybe the humans because because here's the thing the when they found this alien artifact they're like you guys can't tell anyone about this we're locking it down no one else can know you can't assume that that that's like the only thing exactly right yeah there's this these guys have got some uh some sketchy things going on that we don't know yet. Exactly. And so maybe maybe they're hiding some things that they know are going to turn the tide of the war. And so that's why they're like, yeah, we could just take out the jellies and, and we'll be done by uh, tea time. We'll be done with this whole thing by tea time. That'd be nice. That's, that's true. Um, can I... Uh, I've got an elephant in the room that I think we need to talk about. Oh, all right. Yeah, what, what's that? I think that the soft blade is overrated. Mmm. Okay. And I feel like everyone's just dancing around it. Because they're like, this thing is incredible. It's the greatest honor to be selected by that. And it's like, what, it can like, it's pretty stretchy. (laughs) can stab some people. What are we doing? Like, is it not that good? Am I wrong? I actually agree with you. I think... Because it can, like, she can die wearing it. And not even... They're, like, amazed at her battle prowess. And she's over here, like, killed, like, two jellies. Right. It's like, that Marine over there killed, like, 400 with his gun. Let's not risk nightmares so that you can, like, do some cool acrobatics and squat 400 kilograms all of a sudden. It's not worth it. Especially, too, because it's not like it's impervious. Like, if she gets shot with a big enough gun, she will just die. If she gets blown up in, like, a nuclear reaction, she will just die and it'll disappear. The USMC put her in a box and was like, hey, if you try and get out of this box, this will detonate and crush you and kill it and kill you and everything. Okay, so, yeah, the soft blade doesn't sound that cool in this context it seems like a very high risk low reward like the reward is like this dude's better at fighting and can win some boxing matches much easier now um but the risk is like everyone in the universe dying because it takes over 
That's not worth it and for dying, a cool suit. And dying a horrible death, mind you. Dying a death where you're, like, stitched together with a weird centipede creature and a weird, like, snarling, angry wolf guy. And you have to run around doing the bidding of this weird jelly. This weird flubber creature. That's a bad way to go. Of all the ways, that's near the bottom of my list, I think. <laughs> I think, too... Well... I guess I think what's important to keep in mind is that we might not know all the capabilities of the <laughs> soft blade. We can, so far we've seen what Kira can do with the soft blade, but th- yeah, this could be like a, a three-year-old with an iPad. You know, <laughs> they're watching Dora the Explorer and playing Candy Crush, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of other features on there. That's true. That's true. Kyra's only unlocked like the first two levels. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And so we don't know the capabilities of this of this suit. Because especially mm-hmm. if I'm an entropist, it sounds like they have stuff that's kind of close to this. Like their suits are able to or their cloaks are able to transform into a skin suit that allows them to go out in space. Uh, they have this like barrier technology that the one throws out that he calls it magic and that it stops bullets and stuff from hitting them. That's the so- I didn't see the soft blade doing that. <laughs> you're, you're saying that the soft blade is just a sleeker version. The soft blade is the iPhone to the Intrapist cloaks. Android is what you're saying. Maybe. I, I, I will say it sounds like there's a little bit more full integration with the soft blade where you get mm-hmm. you get some healing, some healing effects that seem kind of useful. But but on its surface, you can still blast it with a laser. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I don't buy it. Overrated. We're coming down. We're coming down hard on overrated. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, this is kind of a dumb note, but it's something that I need to I need to bring up. Kira is listening to a news report about like after she gets away from Signy sixty one or whatever that planet is, and they're going to find the staff of Blue, and this reporter is interviewing a bunch of people who are on that station. And one of the people that the reporter interviews is Inare, or Inres, or NRS, the the character that has the cat that's a refugee on their ship. And I can't remember what she says in most of the interview, but at the very end of the interview, she's like, goodbye, little insect. What reporter, when they're putting together the story of what's going on, adds this little bit here? From this clearly crazy woman who then like insults you at the end of the interview. Like what producer is t- is selecting clips for this news story and is like, we got to include that lady. She is a hoot. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I mean, in a way, you're kind of guaranteed to go viral when you add when you include this clip in your report. Because this woman right. is just such a character. But it she, depends it depends on the news outlet, right? 
if it's like the Washington Post, they're not including it, probably. Right, right. They're just concerned with the facts. <laughs> um, no, but that's like the, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I do appreciate that they added that in there. They thought they thought that their listeners needed to know. Right. Of the like potentially millions of people that they could interview about this. And I'm sure they have reporters all over interviewing people. They chose the crazy lady who called the reporter a little insect. You got to get that in there. Okay. I I have another dumb note. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Kyra breaks her nose. Mhm. And they're like, and it heals wrong. And they're like, okay, you got to get it rebroken so that you can fix it up, get it right. And she's like, yeah, I'll do that in a minute. And then someone's like, hey, you should really get that fixed. She's like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. It's been a long day. And then when it's finally time, she's like, you know what? This defines me. I need to keep it. <laughs> it's like, Kyra, you just don't want to break your nose again. You don't, you don't have to like pretend like you don't care to me. Uh, no judgment here. You can just acknowledge that you don't want to get your nose broken again. She's like, but it hurt real bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I probably would do. This is like me trying to convince myself that I need to get the flu shot this year. Mm-hmm. Which you got. Us, Except I, I, I did. I did get. You got to get it. But I spend like a week being like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. No, it's going to hurt. <laughs> so I relate to it. But, like, just give me some honesty here. You don't need to, like, come up with this cool, like, personality-defining thing. Right. Well, and now, like, as time goes on, she even gets more of a reason to keep it. Because Falcone is like, yeah, I kept the scars on my arm as a reminder of what I, like, can overcome. And so now it's like, oh, after hearing you say that, now I have to keep my nose this way. Yeah, but those aren't comparable at all. Uh, She's like, yeah, I broke my nose in a fight. And he's like, uh, I, through negligence, killed my younger sister. <laughs> yeah, but she did stab that numerologist or numerologist or whatever. So there definitely is like a little bit more of a meaning. Like she definitely failed. Like her getting her nose broken is kind of a failure of hers definitely not on the same level as falcone's okay falcone's is like dude that was so bad what you did and like <laughs> yeah you should probably keep you should probably keep those scars uh but hers is just like a little stab and the guy didn't even die and so it's like and i imagine too like you kind of have to explain to Falcone if you get your nose fixed why you did it at that point. Because after Falcone tells you why he kept his arms the way that they were, and he's like, he sees you with your nose broken, and he's like, I remember why your nose is broken. If you get it fixed after that, he's going to be like, uh, didn't we have that like heart to heart about why we... I No, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that he's thinking of... I think it's disrespectful to him <laughs> to keep the nose broken. <laughs> You think it's it's not equivalent, so she shouldn't keep it. No. <laughs> no, I think you're being ridiculous here. If she's, like, trying to do some solidarity thing, I'm like, no, you, we didn't go through the same thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, okay, I'm with you on this. I, I agree with you. I think, she, I think she needs to get her nose fixed because she's being kind of a poser. Either get your nose fixed or just admit that you don't want it to hurt. Yeah, okay. All right. 
Plus, now she's got, like, one hand missing, so I feel like that can be your thing now. Like, get your nose fixed, you're missing your right arm. That's it. That's your cool, look at me, I'm I'm unique. Or if you want to have a, if you want to have a cool, like, thing that you can control, get yourself a face tattoo. Everyone loves a face tattoo. They are very hot right now. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. I do worry that the the soft blade would just consume it, though, like it does with the contacts. Mm. Ooh, I just thought of how to do it. Oh, Luke, you're gonna you're gonna love this. I thought of how to get a face tattoo without the soft blade consuming it. Use the dust. Problem solved. <laughs> All right, we're, we got to move on. <laughs> let's yeah, let's let's move on. Um, I. Do you kind of feel like there was a, I mean, obviously it had to happen, but a little missed opportunity for some very cool exploration scenes here. Cause I was like really excited. I even got some little, some little like goosebumps when we show up and there's these ruins that are super ancient Mm -hmm. and then like the aliens come and ruin it. And it's like, I wanted to spend some time checking out how big their door frames were. How big were these guys? (laughs) Got to figure out some details. I mean, we do get some little hints. Luke, that they were they were tall, skinny boys, so they were like me and Luke, maybe a little taller, but uh, definitely narrower than the average human. <laughs> okay, but the point is, I was I was looking forward to some more some more excavation here, mm-hmm. some more interesting like, oh man, this is really old and cool. Yeah, I would have been very into that as well. I think our problem with that would be that the Marines probably wouldn't be too hyped about it. Mm. Like, I imagine the only person of that crew that would be really into it is Kira. Granted, like, she could have totally been like... What about Trig? Trig's over here providing all the enthusiasm we need. Okay, yeah, Trig and Kira would have been into it. The only way Trig or Kira would have been able to get away with it is being like ooh, ooh, what's that over there hey guys i think i saw a vision of the blue staff being over in that cool go-kart track that we should go investigate (laughs) over there you guys come check this check this out maybe there's a staff over here i think you've got to finish the track in under two minutes and you get the staff i think it's a prize Yeah, yeah. I so I feel like there was opportunity that was missed too. I was disappointed in that as well. But you know, maybe they'll go back at some point. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they might. Somebody might go back. So, you know, maybe the end of this book. Maybe things. Maybe things wrap up here pretty quick with the nightmares, and the last like third of the book is just exploration of all this cool old alien shit. <laughs> maybe we get. Maybe the last third of the book is an interview with this seeker. Love to hear more about this guy. He seems cool. <laughs> Does he seem cool? I can't tell yet. I mean, cool in a way that I don't want to be on his bad side, mm. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I buy that. I'm into that. Luke, you know what's what's not cool? What's that? So apparently... When you're colonizing a new planet, somebody approves a list of creatures and plant life that can go on that planet. And apparently, 
on some of these lists, somebody's putting hornets. Uh, sorry? The way that I, the reason that I know this is happening is because Kira's like, no, Sparrow's describing to Kira what it feels like for something to happen. And she describes it, or no, 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 she's describing uh, a punishment that one of her fellow marine recruits had to had to go through and that punishment was cleaning and firing their rifle while underneath an angry hornet's nest and kira was like oh we didn't have hornets on my planet because they didn't get approved to get put on my planet my question is what planets are they approving for (laughs) hornets guys that's an excellent question like, did, mm. is there an is there an equivalent of an Australia colony where they're just sending all of the prisoners? Is like, eh, whatever, we'll just fuck with them. And yeah, sure, mosquitoes, hornets, cane toads, everything goes there. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to balance out the planets, right? They don't want one to become too popular and be and just like everyone moves there. So they're like, all right, you guys can get if you get all of the. Uh, all of the, I don't know, what are cute? What are cute animals? Luke, you need to be able to think of you a guys, cute animal here. Come you on. guys can have, you guys can have all of the panda bears, but you got to take some hornets with you, because <laughs> otherwise, everyone's gonna move there. Or no, 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 oh yeah, exactly. Or the people that live there are like, we can't. It's getting too crowded. We can't keep having people come in here. I can live with some hornets, but I know the tourists can't. Bring them in. You're saying... (laughs) I get it. So you're saying it's to deter tourists from coming to certain planets. They request hornet approval. They're like, (laughs) hornets are worth it. I'd rather have hornets than tourists. Bring them in. That way you don't get the the annoying tourists. You, You get the tourists that really want it. You know? You get the tourists that are like, no, I want to go so bad I'm willing to whip I'm willing to risk hornets. Because I'm that interested in the culture. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, but is any planet getting mosquitoes? I gotta imagine no, not, no, right? That's too bad. That's way too bad. <laughs> if you get mosquitoes, you get whatever you want. The only literally the only planet with chinchillas also has mosquitoes that's just the trade-off that's what you do yeah it was a tough deal that was made but gotta respect it okay speaking of speaking of illegally transporting wildlife to other planets we find out why the crew need to be pardoned and it's because of a newt issue very funny, very cute. We loved that. And then we find out why Sparrow got kicked out of the Marines, and it's because she just beat up her superior officer for being an asshole to one of her fellow Marines. Uh, did anybody do anything bad here? Like, I was kind of disappointed. I kind of want one person in this crew to be like, I killed someone. And I, right, and this, the 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 crew is not nearly as hardcore as we thought. 
why are they upset about the bunny rabbit projection? Why are they upset about this mural? They're not hardcore. No. And I'm kind of disappointed, honestly, because I wanted somebody to have like a grisly backstory where they did something bad, where they actually did something bad, where everyone would look at them and be like, yeah, you did kind of do something bad, guy. Like, not where it was just like the system got me down, but like, yeah, I killed a guy. And I shouldn't have, and I feel bad about it, but I did it. I mean, Falcone's kind of was like that, but not in the same way. No. Not in the same no. way. No, he didn't do it intentionally. I, I'm talking... Where you, you want someone that to have killed someone for like cutting in line <laughs> to the movie theaters or like cheating them of 20 bucks out of a bet yeah or something right and like the the rest of the crew's still kind of cool with them though because they clearly are like a changed person they've like I will say I will say uh I'm now that we talk about this I'm expecting a big character twist from from uh, the doctor. Mm. He's really nice now, but he didn't used to be. <laughs> You're saying, what did he do? Calling it. Calling it. Him and Trig. Which, like, it, it seems like Trig probably ate people is what we're going to get here pretty soon. But my point is just, like, everybody's bad stuff that they did, they had, like, a pretty good reason or a pretty, like, innocuous reason for doing it that wasn't like a big deal in the grand scheme (laughs) of things i want somebody who did something intentionally for the worst reason for just a terrible reason give me that asshole on this ship Mm -hmm. and then let's redeem him why not while we're talking about while we're talking about characters on this ship that need redemption though the one i want to the one i want to address in particular is nielsen So Nielsen, we learn, has got these augmentations that give her, like, better brain power, essentially. Luke, her example, her example for demonstrating how her augments have helped her in her brain abilities is she said she would never need a calculator. I get this is kind of a joke, but, like... Nobody needs a calculator. This is like, I get she's telling a joke here. I get it. But at the same time, like there should be a better analogy you can use. That's like, okay, but seriously, what did they help you do better? Cause like, if it's just, I haven't seen much of it yet. If it's just that you don't need a calculator, like I don't need a calculator. (laughs) I have implants that do all the calculations for me automatically. So you're just like sick and dying for no reason. What is it? Yeah. We especially if you're going to if you're going to get these and not go into like academia. If you're into like logistics, like how is it helping you with with your I don't know what her job is, but it doesn't seem like it's like making her that good at it. But so you can save money on a Microsoft Excel license? Oh, whoa. <laughs> you know Falcone's just going to pirate that software anyway. He's literally a yeah. pirate. Trig has the student version for free. What benefit are you bringing to the table, Nielsen? Help me help you sound more cool. Honestly, it's like, if somebody said that to me now, I wouldn't think they were any smarter. I would think they were stupider. 
than before they had told me that they were so smart that they don't ever need a calculator. That would take them down in my mind because I'm like, yeah, great. Nobody cares. Like, how is that useful? It's like, yeah, you got to be at that point. You're just smart like a like a computer is smart, but you don't have any you don't have any any uh, creativity, I Mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I my phone does does a calculator. Okay. Do you know any Shakespeare? I guess that's your okay. Uh, good example. Um, okay, no, my, yeah, we we wanna we wanna hear some uh, some details on what she's what she's being gifted with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like, come on, come on, Nielsen. Can we? I, I have another kind of dumb one. Oh yeah. And when when Kyra and Falcone have these like secrets and they're having this little talk Mm -hmm. and they're like playing this game. Mm -hmm. Were you (laughs) or okay for me, I was just like, can you guys just tell each other, just have a good conversation. You don't have to do this. Like you're going to tell each other (laughs) anyway, (laughs) like stop trying to seem all cool about it and just like have a heart to heart. Can Can you guys just be normal people and like recognize when something is hard and you need to talk about it and be like, hey, pour me a shot of that whiskey real quick and I'll tell you a tale, my good man Falcone. Rather than like, we got to play a little cute game. Mm. Which also, Luke, who who agrees to playing a game that they don't know what it's going to be uh, before they start? Like... Who agrees to bet on a game that they don't know how to play with somebody who does know the game and knows how to play? This goes back to a problem that I had in the Red Rising series when our boy gambled on a game he didn't even know what it was going to be for some secret. It's the same problem here. Like, if she's actually interested in winning and, like, hiding her secret and learning from this guy don't play a game he clearly has the advantage in he's he's literally teaching you how to play the game that he's then gonna beat you at so so it's obvious she just wants to tell him and and it, it eventually happens at the end great glad we finally got there but y'all y'all gotta figure out your deal you do you do communication skills you would think the captain of a ship would be able to kind of figure that out Mm-hmm. which maybe that's what he's doing here. I mean, I will say, I think it's more on Kyra than him. Yes. Yes. Because like, he's just trying to draw it out of her. But it's just like, can you just tell? Can you just do it? Please grow up. The good thing here mm-hmm. that we get a little bit later is the humans are apparently smart. Right. Good for us. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice little ego We're boost. Killing. The jellies We're are over here like, over here. The, the jellies are like, so how, where did you find the cool technology? And Kira's like, uh, we made it? And the jelly's so pissed. Did you, I love how pissed the jelly got. And like, you know, the jelly was a little jelly of people Ooh. being, of people being able to figure it out. And meanwhile, he's like, all right, which part of the vanish did you guys find? 
that allowed you to travel <laughs> in space. Oh, you you just did it yourselves. Mm. You're saying we could have figured it out ourselves too? Oh, makes us sound kind of dumb, huh? Yeah, this this whole this whole scene is rare because I feel like in sci-fi the humans are always the well, okay, they're the the less advanced species Mm -hmm. which in this case is kind of true i guess Mm -hmm. but in this one even aside from that part kyra seems and humans seem like more wise almost right yeah right right right. which i feel like is very rare for a sci-fi book yeah i definitely agree with you here i wonder i wonder if the vanished created the jellies I wonder if the vanished saw the jellies and were like, let's raise up this stupid race of squishy boys <laughs> and they'll go colonize the the galaxy. They don't know anything, but we'll give them these like ships and this ability and they'll like worship us and they're going to be our little acolytes going around doing stuff. And and so, yeah, the fact that the humans are kind of no, I'm not going to say on par with the vanished, but like following a similar trajectory of like figuring out all of this stuff on their own. Very impressive. Makes me feel good to be a human, which is rare. I think we're going to I think we're going to learn that the vanished are humans. <laughs> Tall, skinny humans. <laughs> the humans in the future learn how to learn how to go back in time. I'm I'm expecting. Is this a Luke theory? 100%. So Luke, your your Luke. theory right now is that the vanished are humans. Yeah. All right. Hundred percent. Why not? Feel good about it. <laughs> I don't have any evidence. I'm into it. I imagine the seeker would probably recognize them, but maybe not. Maybe not. The seeker seems kind of humanoid. He has two legs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That might be confirmed, actually. We'll see. We've got another third of the book to go, so we'll see. We'll see. We, we do. I'm excited for it. I Last episode, I mentioned I was loving the the references here, the references to Spider-Man with, like, the Venom symbiote and Alien with the, like, Alien popping out and infesting someone. We're getting... I keep getting like more sci-fi references or like clear sci-fi inspirations in this with like, there's some, if you've ever seen the show Firefly, I'm getting a lot of Firefly uh, references with the crew and their whole like pirate free ship dynamic, which we're loving. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk about it extensively, but there's a lot of connections with the Halo video game series. And the current, like, conflicts Mm -hmm. that are going on right now with the aliens and, like, different factions within the aliens and this other universe-destroying thing that could come in. There's a lot of parallels with the Halo video games. There's just a lot of, like, interesting sci-fi influences that I'm getting from these this book so far. And I just want to call those out as I'm seeing them, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I also am getting very Halo vibes from a lot of these... Okay, my last note that we've already hinted at a little bit. You're you're on the side of the UMC. That's fair. I am. I yeah. will say, not great at de-escalation, these guys. 
You, you might say terrible at it. So pretty bad. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just so over people in positions of power, like making super annoying decisions. Like, <laughs> I'm just like so sick of it. <laughs> Not necessarily like in real life or in in like books, I guess both. But also just like, I get to this point, I'm just like, I don't want to have to deal with this. I see what you're saying. It's it's not that it's unrealistic, but it's just like, I don't want to have to hear or read about it, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, God damn it. I, I, get th- I feel this a lot, actually. We got to this section of the book where she is in prison and they're like going to go attack the aliens instead of like try and communicate with them. With them. And I'm just like... This is too much, Chris. I don't I don't want to read like this is very real to me in my situation right now. I don't want that for us. I want the leader to say, "Oh, let me talk to my advisors. Let's see what the best course of action is. Uh let's try and solve this diplomatically. Maybe let's try and get a a benefit for everyone rather than assume politics is a zero sum game." <laughs> No, we're not doing that in this book. And I wanted it. I wanted things to work out politically. It never does, Dan. (laughs) And it's exhausting. It's terrible. It's pretty bad. I feel that, Luke. That hits me deep. There There were a few things in this section of the book that were hitting me deep with the political stuff. I don't remember them specifically now. But some of them, I was just like, "Oh, stop, Chris! Too real, please." We hate, we hate to see it. We Chris. hate it, Chris. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully things work. Maybe we get a little, uh, a little something working out here in the end. In this last co- in this last third of the book, I would love for us to just as Kira not know the whole picture and the leader to have been like making the right calls the whole time and the book just kind of wrap up with the kira being like oh it turns out i didn't have the full picture and the one in charge was able to use all the information at their disposal to make the best decision and it turns out they did it wow thanks democracy (laughs) i would be it'd be nice to see that might be peak ending for me (laughs) Just like, just like a lovely finish. Things, things go well. Everyone was doing good stuff. <laughs> and then Kira gets to go off and, and have fun with the jellies or investigating alien ruins. And we get to hear about just a lovely, a lovely adventure with pretty low stakes. And everybody's just doing great. And then the premiere is like, we're going to invest in green energy. <laughs> Oh, Luke, I don't know, man. That might be... It's a step too far. That might be a little too hot of a take. Hopefully the premiere's got some dumb nerds helping him out.